It's time for the Win, Loser, Tie podcast. And now, Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. It is another episode of the Win, Loser, Tie podcast. Last week was my first solo uh, experiment, I guess, if you will. Um, and I got a ton of great feedback last week. So, like, through email, through text, through uh, social media, all that stuff. So, we're going to try it again this week. Not not on purpose, but um, do want to welcome you into the Win, Loser, Tie podcast. Once again, I need you to follow me on Win, Loser, Tie Instagram. I would like that to be the way I'm getting people that are not getting that message. If you don't have Instagram, don't don't go start an Instagram just to do that. But if you have Instagram, go follow Win, Lose, or Tie. Um, email me, win, lose, or tie podcast at gmail.com. And uh, at Facebook, you still can just reach out to my personal Facebook uh, at Ty King. Um, we are a proud member of Let Me Know Productions. Those are my boys. Their podcasts are having said that with Landry Griffith. He was uh, the scheduled guest today. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, Mark Youngblood, he has a Pick 4 podcast. And then me, the Win, Loser, Tie podcast. Um, also, there's a little sister project Mark has going on called the Hate Pod. Check that out. H-A-T-E-P-O-D. Mark, my mama not like that. So I think you should probably rename it the uh, It's Not My Favorite Pod. Doesn't roll off the tongue as well. But it is a, uh, <laughs> it's a really good, hey, it's a really good like little side project. It's not very long. It's just, you can email him at pick4podcast at gmail.com. A, any kind of audio file, he'll mix it down to whatever it needs to be. But if something you don't like, you, it can be anonymous. Just if you hate something, it's just a place where you can go complain. I've submitted one yesterday. So there you go. Um, Big announcement, huge announcement. Earlier this week, hit over 1,000 downloads on this particular podcast for Win, Lose, or Tie. That is huge for me. Uh, Eight episodes in, that is really like, um, you know, like it's kind of a milestone. And, but that should be the bottom floor. I mean, I want to get much better and have a much broader reach but that's a thanks to everybody listening. And if you've told anybody about the podcast, I, I'm just uh, forever thankful for that. And that you've listened every week or you listen multiple weeks. You don't have to listen every week. I'm not here to tell you. I just want to make it to the point where you don't want to miss it. So, um, but 1,000, man, that's pretty good. That, that is, uh, I really didn't set a really like a numbers goal, but I would say that I wouldn't have said 1,000 by this time. So, Exciting news. 1K. Let's have a party. Um, somebody throw me a party. Uh, another little housekeeping note. If you guys have seen the pictures on Facebook or on uh, Win, Lose, or Tie, Instagram, you'll see that all my guests, they sign a canvas board. I bought a canvas board. It's like an autograph board. And I like all my guests to sign it. I just want to, you know, in 10 years, whenever this podcast doesn't exist anymore, or maybe it does, I just think it'd be cool to look back and say, look, here are the people that are on it. With that being said, oh no, as Landry would say, having said that, um, I would like if you guys know an artist that can do canvas work, 
Um, I know Mark Youngblood can do it, but I, I don't think this is his style or whatever. But I would like a logo painted or even like a WLT for win, lose, or tie, like painted in the middle. Because right now the, all the autographs are around it, and it's still white. So um, if you know somebody, have them reach out to me. Um, give them a big shout-out. I don't know how much of a payout I can give, but, you know, hey, we can trade for advertising. Um, or if you just want to be on the show, maybe that's maybe I can trade out that. A lot like Stephen Longstreth, man. He, he designed my logo, and I think that I'm going to have him on at some point, and um, I just need to make that happen. That's my fault on that, Stephen. But he designed the logo, and, man, I love it. So, uh, awesome. Okay, today... What are we talking about? Mm, I don't know. Well, first off, and this happens, Landry Griffith was supposed to be my guest today. And we were just going to sit here and chit chat and talk about podcasting and, and just kind of just throw some topics out and, and, uh, and have a good time with it. And I was going to ask him some questions, you know, kind of his story is pretty cool. He's a cancer survivor and all that stuff. And I like that kind of stuff, but Hey, things happen and, um, that's okay because I will say this full disclosure Landry had me on his podcast, and I I canceled on him at the last minute. So, turnabout is fair play, correct? Right, Landry? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I understand. Those things happen. Um, so today, uh, and you've apologized profusely way too much, really. It's not that big of a deal. We're going to get you on the podcast soon. But, you know, you may be bumped down a few, a few rungs on the ladder here. I'm just playing. Uh, but here we go today. I was thinking about this, man. I saw a lot of posts on, uh, on social media about, you know, people are getting ready for weddings or there's weddings coming up and it is wedding season. So I thought, Hey, let's do a, a, an episode. I can do a solo episode on weddings. And, and the reason why I say that is I've been over, I've been in as part of the wedding party over 20, uh, weddings. Yes, I just said that right. I have been, and I'm really not even talking about usher. I'm talking about groomsman or best man. I've been an usher a couple times too, but I've been in over 20 weddings. And what's funny is, as I was thinking about that today, I started writing down the names of the guys uh, that have asked me to be in their wedding. Uh, no girl has asked me to be in their wedding yet, but hey, what are you going to do? Um, but I've, <laughs> but I've uh, uh, been in 20 weddings and there are some weddings that I weren't in that are very, very memorable that I was uh, uh, happy to be a just an attendant there to witness the wedding that we're going to talk about. But uh, just to read off some of the names, just so you guys know I'm not lying. Um, let's see here. Blake Buchanan, Jay King, Zach Buchanan, Jamie Berryhill, Dallas Crimes, Brian Berryhill, Donnie Hart, Ben Heller, Brian Morris, Jared Edwards, Corey Clark, Blake Damo, Matt Dishman, Breck Thurmond is kind of a, we'll get into that later, but I feel like I was in the wedding. Uh, Chad Reynolds asked me to be in his wedding, uh, but I could not be there because I was in training in New York and it wasn't just going to be feasible for me to come back for the wedding. I do regret that because I love Chad Reynolds, but, uh, and Heather, his wife, but it, I mean, it was just a weird time. Going to talk about the Rowie wedding, the Neely Yates, Brandon Rowie wedding. Going to talk Brian Mudd little bit. Uh, Chris and Jessica Miller out of Stephenville definitely got to talk about that wedding. And um, if I remember, I'll bring up David Rogers and Jenny. 
Roger's wedding because talked about that last weekend with David and Jenny. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Those are just some of the weddings I've been in. Um, what are we going to talk about? Uh, you want to stay tuned to the very end because I got a lot of good questions in a short period of time about weddings and I will answer them at the end. Um, whether it be from Instagram, email, uh, when those are top podcasts at gmail.com. So how do we go about doing this? I don't know. I wrote an outline pretty quick today and, um, said over 20 weddings. It is wedding season. But I would like to talk about, okay, every time I tell somebody that I've been in over 20 weddings and then I follow that up with, uh, well, but I've never been married and they're always like, oh, so you're like the 27 dresses. Yeah. Okay. I know you've already thought that if you're driving down the car, driving the road in your car. Okay. That don't say that. Just don't say that to me because it's not 27 dresses that I've seen the movie. It's fine. But it's just not the same for dudes, but it is kind of funny that I've been in over 20 weddings and I have not been married yet. That is a whole other podcast, by the way. Will we talk about that later? I don't know. But <laughs> so how does it all begin? How does it start? Let's uh, I would like to get my thoughts on proposals. This is a dream. I've had more dreams about proposing than any other like reoccurring dream. And they're not the, ever the same. But I've had dreams about proposing to some girls I know in my head and some girls in in my dream. I don't even know who they were. It's just, I like to think of different ways to propose and I like to be creative, but I think the people that uh, propose and just being real private and real romantic and real, you know, just intimate like that. I think those are probably the best ones. Um, I would probably do some, flamboyant out in public thing, which that's more my style, but I don't think those need to be the norm. Best proposal I ever saw, um, was Zach Buchanan, my good friend. Uh, we were on a cruise together and, um, him, it was me, a couple other guys. And, uh, there was some girls there. His girlfriend was there, longtime girlfriend Paige. And, uh, we were on a cruise and, um, he asked, page to marry him they're high school sweethearts too so uh on the boat and uh but this was a serious conversation zach and i had he told me he was going to propose and he wanted he was gonna do it on the deck of the ship and he wanted me or one of the guys on the ship to like bump into him while he's proposing i got on a knee and pretend that the ring went overboard so that was a long discussion, and it was very, very, very close to coming to fruition. But at the last second, I think we all kind of backed out because um, if anybody knows Paige, Zuzalik slash now Buchanan, you don't want to mess with that bull because you will get the horns, and the horns are not good. However, we did um, pull some hijinks in their wedding, in the actual ceremony, which I'm notorious for now, by the way. But proposals, okay, I kind of wanted to skim over that, right? Um, Bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Hmm, I have some thoughts here. Uh, I've attended some great bachelor parties. I mean, that I had the most fun. I mean, recently too. 
I had a blast at Corey Clark's bachelor party. We went to Dallas, and it was just the dudes. And uh, obviously, it's the bachelor party is always just the dudes. But um, there really wasn't like a, you know, whatever kind of thing. Jared, uh, I believe it was Jared's, Jared Edwards' uh, bachelor party, excuse me, was in um, New Orleans. And um, my boy's Greg Miller, who lives in, who knows where Greg lives now? It's either Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia, uh, somewhere like that. P- Pennsylvania. He can live anywhere. He, he moves around. He's like a nomad, uh, gypsy. But he's a loyal listener, and I love it. So I, And I love Greg Miller, and I would love to have him on the show. Greg, you know that I would love to have you on the show. But he, this dude was living wherever, in Ohio, wherever the hell he lives. And we had a, the bachelor party in New Orleans. And we stayed at this bachelor pad, right? And this is for uh, Jared. And uh, was it Jared? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it has to be. Um, and what a fun time. So a lot of my friends were down there. We, a bunch of us drove down there. Getting down there is a whole different story. But I think that's part of the bachelor uh, uh, party experience. But my boy Greg Miller, is a uh, he's a penny pincher. Always has been. And this fool took a train, right? Didn't fly. No, 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 no. He didn't fly. He took a train from Ohio, I believe it was, to New Orleans. We, we picked his ass up at the train station. I'll never forget it. And that fool, he gets off the train with like a United, uh, uh, or you want to talk about, um, I say United doesn't mean that, doesn't make much sense. A grocery, a supermarket bag, a plastic one, full of beer, like cans of beer. And this is what he had left over. He brought those onto the train. I guess you can do that. And he's just pounding beers from, you know, going across God's country. And uh, <laughs> he just showed up by train. I just, you know, coming from Lubbock in West Texas, whatever, nobody travels by train. Not like, not on purpose, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, and not definitely don't pay for it. But, uh, so anyway, Greg got there by train, and, and we had a great bachelor party down there. Um, we gambled. You know, what's funny is that, you know, New Orleans is a great place to have a bachelor party because I'm going to tell you this. We were there for three days or whatever, however long, and I, we didn't see one boob. I'm like, we didn't even, like, we were just having a blast without that stuff. Our bachelor house was right next to Tipitina's, I think it's the name of it. It's like a classic uh, legendary like jazz club bar whatever crazy crazy like bachelor pad and uh, I think Greg Miller fell asleep on the top deck there was a deck that I had outside and now I think he got sunburned um, we had a cab driver that took us to Bourbon Street one time and I think all of us had packed in I want to say all of us I'm pretty sure um, five or six of us in this cab and dude this dude <laughs> He pulled up in the cab. We all got in. And we're like, you know, we'd already probably had a few soda pops. And we're like, hey, what's your name? He's like, my name is Bud. Yo, y'all just keep it down back there. That's cool. He's like, yo, we'll go. And we drove for about three miles. We're on the way to Bourbon Street or whatever. And he just rolls down his window. He goes, y'all don't mind if I uh, light a little joint right here, do you? And every one of us was like, go right ahead, bud. Go right ahead. And his name was Bud. <laughs> I just can't get over that dude. And he just, 
He just reefered it out, man. You know, do your thing. Do your thing, bud. It was so funny. I was so funny. Um, that trip was a, was a blast. The drive home was not a blast. I rode with uh, Jared and Toby, my buddy Toby, um, from New Orleans back to Lubbock. We made it in one day. That's like 13 or 14 hours after three days of going pretty hard. Not fun. Um, I went to the casino one night. I think everybody left and came back. I think I just went over to the casino, lost all my money, and I couldn't get any more money out. So I was like, oh, crap. What am I going to do? I got a cab, and I just said, take me to the... I knew the address or whatever. I said, take me to Tipitina's was what I said. And then when the cab driver, it wasn't Bud, but I was hoping it would be Bud because I think he would have understood. But that guy was like, okay, it's like uh, $14. And I just got out of the cab and ran inside. Like, no no, no kidding. I, I just was like, you know what? Don and Dash. And he was yelling at me. And I just ran in and yelled, woke everybody up. I was like, hey, everybody, I need a $20 bill. And I just got a twenty dollar bill. I think Greg Miller gave me twenty dollars, and I just ran, or Chincho. I think we had a, our buddy Saint Chincho was there. I think he may have given me the money, uh, and I just ran outside and I just threw it into the passenger window of that taxi cab. Wow, am I admitting to crimes here? Yes. Okay. Uh, did <laughs> um, also for your friendship tiger fans, we were at a piano bar that bachelor party. In New Orleans, and I'm pretty sure we were there at like 2.30 in the afternoon. And they were dueling pianos kind of things. And uh, we had them, we requested they play Eye of the Tiger. And so since it was like all these sportscasters from Lubbock, which they're not really from Lubbock. It was like, you know, but Toby, Toby is, but Jared's not. But he knows who Bobby Davis is. Greg Miller knows who Bobby Davis is. Chincho knows who Bobby Davis is. And uh, Vinny Vinzetta was there. He knows who Bobby Davis is. Because we've all covered him. And, of course, you know. And so we asked him to play Eye of the Tiger. And we just started chanting Bobby Davis in that bar. And, you know, nobody knew what we were talking about. So for those of you who are Friendship Tigers, that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> okay. Bachelor parties. Okay, why? For bachelorette parties, it's so much different. Okay. What's the deal with the... Um, why? why? I want to put this the right way. If you got children in the car, turn it down or throw them out. Um, you'll pick them up in a minute. What's the deal with the penises? Like, I just don't. What are y'all celebrating? Pen- I've never seen women celebrate penises before, other than if it's a bachelorette party. Why do y'all do that? I don't know. It, it's, uh, but hey, you know. That's cool. I just I still haven't fully like wrapped my mind around why you would do that. Some, you know what I'm saying? So, but hey, if you want to celebrate that, that I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for that. But um, it's kind of like I guess strippers with uh, guys. I guess I guess that's the correlation on a bachelor party. Although I would never say if I've been to a strip club during a bachelor party. Um. But I tend to find that the bachelor parties I've been to, that you don't really do that, or that's not the main focus. They tend to be, to me, more fun. But 
Not that the other ones weren't fun, if you know what I'm saying. So, hmm. All right, bachelor parties. And I got a few questions about bachelor parties, so I'll answer some of those, uh, or bachelorette parties, uh, later on the show. Do not. And I got great stories about weddings, so just get ready. Wedding pranks. Because this is not a dude's episode. I'm not a girl's episode only, just because I'm talking about weddings. Guys, you're going to want to pay attention because I pulled off some of the greatest wedding pranks, I think, ever. So, all right. Uh, rehearsal dinners. Here's a, here's a, uh, a question for you. Is the best time for the best man and maybe some of the groomsmen and some of the bridesmaids and some, and the, and the, uh, the maid of honor, is it the best time for them to give a speech during the rehearsal dinner? See, I, I vote for that because during the reception, there tends to be so much going on. And a lot of times those speeches get, um, you know, they're just kind of glossed over. And a lot of people put a lot into those words and, it's also a time for the uh, wedding party to kind of get up and say something. And you're really not just like bringing the party to a complete halt at the reception. Cause I feel like everybody's partying at the reception. And if it's one of those kind of receptions and you're having a good time and all of a sudden it's like speech time. And then there might be three, four or five people give speeches and it's just, okay. So for future, I think, for the wedding party to give their speeches. Now, if the father, the bride, the mother, if you want to save the best man or the maid of honor for the wedding, I get that. That, that, I mean, that, who am I? I've only been in 20 plus weddings, but am I an expert? Yes, I am an expert at this so far. My preferences would be to do the speeches unless it's like the main ones, you know, at the rehearsal dinner. Um, the rehearsals, okay, here's the deal with the rehearsal. I've been a part of some of the greatest rehearsals, not necessarily the dinner, just the actual rehearsal itself. And it all depends on the wedding coordinator. And if there's not, there's usually somebody there. If you have the, um, if the priest or the pastor or whatever is the wedding coordinator, it's already a problem. Okay. Because Usually they're too nice to get everybody's attention and to get everybody lined up in the right way. If you were doing that, I would assign the wedding coordinator role to somebody that can command the crowd, AKA me. I can do it. And I'll just be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And you get it done and you make sure everybody knows exactly where they need to be, where they need to go. And then you get to the rehearsal dinner, Right. But also, you want to be prepared for the next day. I think it's just, you know, I've been in some um, rehearsals that are just nightmares. I mean, absolute nightmares. I've also been in rehearsals where there also there's been a coordinator, like a wedding coordinator, a couple of them. And the, um, the coordinator was a complete biatch, for lack of a better word. And it's like, come on, man. You know, so... There is a fine line between getting it done and then, and, and, you know, having fun. I get that. But that's just my two cents on that. Um, the actual ceremony. Here's what I want to get into. I understand that this is the, um, it's built, 
you know, weddings are built around, at least nowadays, they are built around the bride. And it's her moment. And I understand that. And, and that's, I, could, I get it too. That, that's, it should be, as it should be. But, um, uh, hold on, I'm checking my phone real quick. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, but I just want to, if the wedding goes off without a hitch, okay? Let me, okay, I just want to paint a picture for you. If the wedding goes off without a hitch, and it's beautiful, and it's good, and, and, and everything just is, happens exactly how it's supposed to happen. Those aren't the ones you remember. So, as a professional groomsman, which I think that's in my personal um, Instagram, like my uh, bio. I think I said I'm a professional groomsman. I do, yeah. So, I'm a professional groomsman. I think I, think I take it upon myself to make this wedding memorable, you know, if you will. So there's where these little pranks come in. And I mean, I'm not trying to, trust me, ladies, I'm not trying to ruin the wedding or anybody's not trying to ruin it, but it just makes for a better experience, not only for the bride and groom, for the wedding party, but also for the attendance, for the people in attendance to witness uh, the nuptials. So, have I taken some too far? Yes, I've, I've lived and I've learned. You know, I've uh, I've I've pranked, but I learned first. I, I saw a couple pranks when I was like fifteen. Um, my first wedding I was in it was in Blake and Kippy's wedding. My sister and her um, her husband. And like the first wedding prank I saw was they did pictures before and they came out. All the groomsmen just came out in their tuxedos, uh, top, their jacket and their shirt, or maybe it was just a shirt and then no pants, but had like uh, fire boxers with flames on them. And that's how they took their pictures. Okay. I think that's hilarious. I do. And I'm sorry if like, traditional wedding goers and whatever, or brides would be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. No. Okay. So I kind of got my taste for wedding, uh, shenanigans there. I may have witnessed a couple of more, but let's see. Let me talk about, Oh, wedding speeches real quick. If, if, um, there's been a couple of weddings I've been in, now, I've been gifted, if you haven't uh, noticed, the gift of gab or the gift of speaking. So I've been in two weddings where the brother of the groom was the best man, but they <laughs> redirected the duties of the actual speech, like the speech speech, the best man's speech, to me. And I'm more than happy to do that. One of them I was told beforehand, like a day or two beforehand, and even the brother talked to me and was like, dude, I don't talk on microphones. That's not going to happen. So I was prepared for it. And I can do that. That's fine. I also can do it spontaneously, which I was also told to do at another buddy's wedding. I was just sitting at the head of the table, like a big head, the head of the table at the, re- at the reception. And the, and the bridesmaid, the might of honor, just got up and started talking with the microphone, which that's great. I think that's what you're supposed to do, right? And they went over to hand the microphone over to... 
the best man, which was this guy's brother. And he was like, nope. And so immediately the groom looked at me and just said, say something. So I was put on the spot, but you know what? I pulled it off. I pulled it off. And I mean, you know what? That was also a memorable moment. Every time I see that guy and that girl, um, and I love them to death, they, um, they, they, we talk about that or we get it brought up sometimes. So, um, that was fun. So that's, um, kind of speeches. I'm a, if you need, if you need to hire somebody to give a wedding speech, I'm your man. I don't charge that much. Or if you need a lesson in wedding speeches, I can do that too. So pranks. Oh man. Oh man. Where am I at? 28 minutes. Okay. Hmm. Where do I start? Let's start with my brother. I was the best man. Jay King's wedding. Jay and Anissa. Let me give you a little backstory. Our family is a big sports family. And uh, and it can be overwhelming for people that aren't sports people. Anissa and her family are not big sports people. So they didn't grow up really watching it. They're, uh, Anissa's not familiar with the lingo of sports. And that's totally fine. If my Whatever that, you know, that's not a that's not a prerequisite to be married to somebody. But while they were dating, you know, we always would make fun of Anissa because you know we would always get together for the tech football games or the Super Bowl or whatever it might be, a basketball game, March Madness. You know, and I, I really feel like she would always just spend her time trying to talk to somebody and not really listen and not really watch the game. She gotten better at that, by the way. But anyway, so that was a it was kind of a topic of conversation for our family and a kind of a, you know, we give Anissa a hard time about it. Well, um, so, okay. I borrowed that idea for the boxers. So I bought all the groomsmen boxers and all the ushers boxers. So when we took pictures before the wedding, we came out as a group that were like, you know, we're back in the back of the church and they said, we're ready for the groomsmen. And I remember like the wedding coordinator or the wedding coordinator's assistant like looked at us and she goes, oh, no, no, y'all are doing that. And I was like, lady, get out of my way. Yes, we're doing this. So we all just walked out and we took pictures with uh, I think it was just our vests. Like we look like uh, Chip and Dale dancers, but we had these boxers on <laughs> and like the tie on. And uh, and I'll never forget Anissa's mom, the mother of the bride. She was like, oh, Ty. She told me while the pictures were going on, she goes, I knew you were going to do something. You, that's a good one. That is a good one. And I was just sitting there laughing like, oh, yeah, you know. And, um, but she didn't even know that I hadn't even started yet. So, she's not a sports person, right? Um, I got the guys together. I told them what my plan was. Also got my buddy, Zach Buchanan, who... I was in his wedding, and we also pulled shenanigans in his wedding, which we'll talk about in a minute. But he was in the church. He was a, uh, just a, an attendant watching the wedding. Is that the right word, attendant? Just there to witness the wedding, whatever. A guest. There you go. And, uh, but I told him that what I needed him to do. So here's what happened. When they asked for the ring, and I'm the best man, right? Jay turns and looks at me. And I look like a deer in headlights, like, oh, crap. I don't have the ring. I look at the next guy to me, Blake, I think it was, and it went on on the line. And all of them are like, oh, no, oh, no. And I go, audible, audible, huddle up, huddle up. We, so we huddled right 
all the guys got together and we huddled right there on the, at the, in the sanctuary, on, in, the, in front of the altar. Nobody knew this was happening. Nobody knew this was going to happen other than, and then they all spread out in a football formation and I start like just chanting out, you know, blue 41, blue 41. And the whole place, this is a pretty patched church. And they were just like gasping and like, oh my God, what is going on? And I said, hut, hut. And Zach, who's about 20 rows back and like kind of, I don't know if he was in the aisle, but it doesn't matter. Just stands up. And I had decorated this little football with all these uh, streamers on the back of it. And he throws the football to me. Now, I want to make everybody make it clear right here. It was a, He threw it a little high, so I couldn't catch it. I, I got my hand on it. I wish I would have caught it. Okay, if you, my dad always said, if you can touch it, you can catch it. So I take that as it's my fault. I did not Larry Fitzgerald it, okay? But I got a hand on it, and like it bounced down in front of me, and so I got it, and I put it under my arm real quick, and I just like grabbed one of the streamers. And I ran over and I put my hand in Jay's hand. And then we all got back in formation. So it looked as if I'd thrown, Zach had thrown me the football with a ring on the back of it. Okay, what's the ring on the back of it? I'm not going to tell anybody. That's the stuff for you to decide. But that was awesome. Okay, that is memorable right there. That's what I'm talking about. Did Anissa get upset? She never told me. Like she was, she thought it was funny. Um, I don't think Sandy, her mom, ever told me. I think uh, the mother of the bride, Sandy, Jay's mother-in-law, ever told me she thought it was funny. I think she thought the boxers were funny, and I think that's when she was like, "Okay, it's over. The prank has happened," and then more happened, and even at the reception, more happened. Um, <laughs> when they were ran out. Uh, and we threw the, whatever it was, if we threw, I don't even remember if we did sparklers or bird seed or rice. I haven't, I haven't seen rice at a wedding in a long time, but whatever it was, when they ran out to the limo, we had gotten, I'd gotten a limo driver and I told him, I said, Hey, when Jay is going to give one final wave, Vanessa's going to get in. When Jay gives one final wave to the crowd, I need you to pop the trunk. And so that's. And that happened. Jay, Janessa got in. Jay turns around, waves to everybody. And I got the groomsmen. And we just tackled him, form tackled him. The trunk pops open just right on time. Like I, like I, if he just, like I couldn't have scripted it any better. I gave the driver, I think, $25 or more. He didn't even care. He was like, this is the best idea ever. We put Jay in the trunk, slammed the trunk, and the limo driver just drove off. And I think they went like four or five blocks before he stopped and let Jay out. And Anissa's just riding in the limo like, um, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ed. See, that's memorable. If none of that happened, I wouldn't even talk about Jay and Anissa's wedding. So there you go. That's one of my best pranks. Um, let me see. Zach Buchanan's wedding, it was a little bit. Uh, interesting because they were going to take communion as a couple and which is great uh, they what we had got in hold of the communion cup the guys and I and we all worked at Bahama Bucks at the time so this is young we were all Bahama Bucks 
So we got the flavor wedding cake, uh, the shaved ice flavor wedding cake because it's a wedding, right? But we just got the concentrate of it. So there's no sugar in it. There's nothing. It smells like wedding cake and it smells good, but it tastes like doo-doo. And they went up there to take communion and they took it. They're down on their knees and I see Paige takes the first drink. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I've never been, I've never been pierced with a stare because she did. She was like, well, we had, she told Zach, so you had to drink it because you had to make sure the wedding was, you know, official. So, but he goes, I knew something was wrong whenever she took a drink of it because I'm surprised she didn't throw up, but she took a drink of it. And I mean, she turned and looked every one of us just with the slight turn of her shoulder and her, her, her neck over her right shoulder. And gave everyone us the death stare. And I'm telling you, it was a death stare. Because, yeah. And then Zach was like, Zach will tell you, he was like, oh, shit. He goes, I knew that it was bad, but I had to take a drink anyway. So I don't know what was worse, like Paige getting surprised or Zach being like, crap, I got to drink this anyway. So he (laughs) oh, man. Paige forgave me for that. No, it wasn't just me, though. That, was, that wasn't just my idea. That was a bunch of us. So you got to understand, the Buchanans are crazy. That side of the family is nuts. So like my sister's husband and Zach is part of that side of the family. So you knew something was going to happen. You just knew something was going to happen. So, and that was, that was it. Um, hmm. What was another one I did? Oh, I've done this a couple of times. When they ask for the ring, this is an easy one to pull off, but it's also very memorable. When they ask for the ring and have the groomsman or whoever, the best man, just pretend like he doesn't have it again, much like I did at my brother's. And just turn and look to the next guy, and the next guy's like, I don't know, I don't know. All the way down the line, we pulled this off flawlessly at Dallas Grom's wedding and Corey Clark's wedding, I know we did. And, uh, the very last guy at the end, the last groomsman, whoever it is at the very end, just pulls out a box of Cracker Jacks and just pours out a little bit. And you don't have to eat some, but I mean, like, you, technically, I think you'd want to eat some and then pass the box all the way up. And finally, when you get it to the best man, he just like pours it out and has the ring in his hand. And it's like, yeah, OK, here we got it. So as it looks like you got your ring from a Cracker Jack box. I've done that several times. <laughs> And it's a, it's so good. I just think it's, it's innocent. And, uh, also at Corey Clark's wedding, we also, I think it was Chelsea, his bride was, her brother was the pastor and he was great. And we talked to him at the rehearsal and uh, the guys did, and we told him, Hey, we will pay you. And we were serious about this. We'll pay you $100 each. And I think there was like nine of us. If after they kiss the bride, whatever, and you say, and now I present to you, and we said, if you will give you a hundred dollars each, and it was close to eight hundred dollars, eight or nine hundred dollars. If you will say, I now present to you, Mr. and Mrs. Chelsea Campbell. So that's her name, maiden name, Chelsea Campbell. He was like, No, 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 I would never do that. I would never do that. No, 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 no. 
And dadgum, he did it. It caught all of us off guard. He did it. He said, I would like to present to you. And he turned and he's, and everybody laughed. The whole place laughed. It was a beautiful outdoor wedding. The whole place laughed. And, uh, and he just said into the microphone, you owe me fellas. And then we tried to pay him and he wouldn't take it. He goes, you know what? That was worth way more than $900 for me to be able to do that. <laughs> that was good too. Um, now, I have to bring this up, and I was hesitant whether I wanted to bring it up or not, because it's really more about me, um, which everybody knows that, I mean, that's what this podcast is about. It's a self-serving podcast, really. It's about me. If you don't like that, you can start your own podcast. Um, Is it my narcissistic behavior? Yes. Is it me being a little insecure? Yeah, I think there's a lot of it combined in there. We're not going to get into that. Donnie Hart's wedding. One, Donnie and Lindsay, their wedding was awesome because we, uh, we, it was in White Deer, Texas, and White Deer is in the panhandle, north of Amarillo, and I mean to tell you, it is like, um, small town Texas. Like, when Jamie and I talked about Wolferth, that White Deer is just really, really small, like less than a thousand people small. I could be wrong on that, but it's right in there. And, um, like we had to stay, the hotel we stayed in was the town over in Panhandle. And let me tell you right now, folks, you know, it's not the best hotel in the world when you check in and the guy gives you your key and he's like, all right, man, you're in room four. And you're like, okay. And you're like, I look over at like my buddy Chad and, or Brian Berger. I was like, what room are y'all in? They're like eight. So just know that if you ever check in a hotel and it's like, hey, man, you've you got a room that has one number on it, mm, I mean, don't, not going to be mints on the pillow, if you know what I'm saying, at night. So turn down service. But nonetheless, to get to the story, uh, after the wedding, it was on 4th of July, and there is a tradition in White Deer on 4th of July that everybody in the town, like gathers around the town park. There's like this little central park and everybody like, porks, uh, points their cars towards the park. And then, but everybody buys fireworks and they just shoot fireworks off out in the middle of the park and everybody gets to watch. And you have your own little show right in front of you. You, the bigger ones they put way out in the middle and all that, but it's, it's not organized. It's just what you do. So there's a lot of people out there and that's where the reception basically was, um, for their wedding. And at the time in my life, I was unemployed, pretty, not not pretty broke, really broke. And I was having a good time there. Really good time. That night, later on, I believe it was Cole Roberts, Chad Fox, a couple other guys. They came to me and said, hey, Ty, we have a proposition for you. I said, okay. I said, we have already collected $350. Now, granted, that was a that is a lot of money still, but that was like, you know, life-saving money to me at that time. I said, "We've already collected it. If you will do this." And I was like, "Whatever it is, I'm probably going to do it, but okay, tell me." They said, "All right. You have to take off all your clothes except for your shoes, and we're going to light two sparklers. And you have to run around the whole interior like right where the cars were, but inside the park and just yell, this may be white deer, 
but I'm the big buck the whole time you're running around. And I was like, okay, well, then my clothes were off, completely off. And I said, light the freaking sparklers. Let's go. And I ran around that whole park and I just yelled at this may be white deer, but I'm the big buck. And I'm sorry if that ruined Lindsay and Donnie's wedding, but that $350 was awesome. I mean, I can't believe it. I can't believe I did that looking back on it. But so now if you ever hear the story about the big buck in White Deer, Texas, you know what it is. And I did that. And I've just told the world that story. So, yeah, there's that. Um, gather yourselves. I know it's not a pretty visual, although it was much more shape back, much better shape back then, but wouldn't say I was in shape. So, hmm. Let me see here. What other pranks that I pull? Do we go to questions? Uh, I think some of the questions involve that. Some of the pranks I maybe have pulled because that's like, guys, we're scratching the surface here. Yeah, these are things I've really done. Brian Berryhill's wedding, Brian Berryhill, a toad, uh, he got married in Phoenix, Arizona, and Brian started losing his hair like in college, and so he just started shaving it. He was the first one to have balls enough to be like, hey, dude, I'm shaving it. And he looks good bald, by the way. I I think he looks great. Uh, But we were there, and I bought all the groomsmen bald caps. And so we took pictures and everything normal, but when we walked out as the – party the 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 bridal party i guess what do you call it were the groomsmen though everybody wore bald caps so we were all bald up there but here's what i didn't think it through is this was in phoenix arizona and i don't know if it was necessarily summer but it was it's just never not summer there so during the (laughs) freaking wedding we were all like oh my god we're gonna die (laughs) we're sweating so bad (laughs) So, uh, that was another one. I really didn't have a hand in this one for Jamie Berryhill, but I remember Jamie Berryhill's wedding. They got married at, at, um, Ransom Canyon, I think. And I just chipped in Corey Newberry and Rudy and Paco. I think a bunch of them were like, Hey, and they just stuffed all this crap in his wife's car. I believe that's what they're leaving in. Lori. Excuse me. And like oatmeal, like dried oatmeal in the um, air conditioner vents. I mean, like like stuff that's permanent. It's going to be permanent. And like when they got in the car, it all blew off. <laughs> it was so bad. I don't think that car, I, I'm pretty sure Jamie would tell you that they never got all the crap out of that car ever. Even, I mean, they just had to sell it like that. So another one. See how this, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. Let's get to some questions. How about that? That's what I think the um, best part of the show is anyway. Uh, let me see. Did I do anything else? Let me think, let me look at these other weddings. Uh, yeah, I got that. Okay. Um, I said I was in Breck Thurman's wedding, and I didn't know if that was true or not. Even though I got an official ruling from Breck and Peeper, his wife, afterwards. I said, can I officially be like, can I count this as being in the wedding? And they said, yes. So I've got their approval for that, but it was their engagement party. 
And they just rented out this big place for their big engagement party, which was great. And it was awesome. And then it just turned into a wedding. Like nobody knew. So that was the most interesting and like the most memorable like wedding I've been to because it wasn't going to be a wedding. It was just an engagement party. So, I mean, like Brett got up there. Well, it was weird because they weren't ready. She wasn't ready yet to come out. Like she was just in her regular like clothes for engagement party. But then Brett started talking and people started like, you know, mingling and Brett started talking on the microphone and was like, Hey, I want to thank everybody, blah, 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 blah. And he knew he looked in the back of the room and knew that she wasn't ready yet. And so Brett just said, Ty, come up here. Why don't you say a few things once again, spontaneously. And, uh, I went up there and gave a good speech and, uh, and, and just kind of, you know, stretched time out and, uh, you know, filled, filled the gaps, if you will, until Peeper was ready. And so that was pretty cool though. I liked that. And so then I get, because I gave a speech, I think I was, uh, I've been able to count that as far as onto my list of weddings. Also, all right, questions. I know I said that earlier. I'm going to get to your Instagram questions first because I posted this first on Instagram. And uh, I haven't read these yet. So I'm going. I'm looking at my phone right now, and we're just going to go right to the questions. Uh-oh, yeah, we have some. How about this? Hello. All right, Mark Youngblood wants to know, <laughs> how many bridesmaids got the royal treatment? Wouldn't you like to know, Mark? Wouldn't you like to know? Um, hmm. I don't, I mean, golly, can I say, if I told you none, I probably wouldn't be telling the truth. So we'll just leave it at that. It's not zero. How about that? Uh, Romero wants to know, Daniel Romero wants to know combined bachelor and bachelorette parties. Yes or no. Hmm. Let me think about that. I think they could be really fun. Although I do think individually, I mean, okay, let me just take it on myself. Would I want just like a regular bachelor party or a combined? I think I would just want a solo bachelor party with the dudes. I think that's, although I think both would, I mean, if you combine them, they'd be fun. Maybe if you met up later at night or early at night and you went your separate ways or whatever that might be, maybe you could do a little mix up of both. But I think if it were me, like, I think I would want my own bachelor party just with the dude, just with my boys and um, do it that way. But I don't know. I think I'm, I probably could be talked into something different. Um, Romero also asked, how many friends have told you to skip the big wedding and save money? Or do you want a wedding? Absolutely. I want a wedding. Now, I mean, if it's me personally, because now that I've been in all these weddings, um, I would love to have like a celebration of, now, once again, this also feeds this little bit of a narcissism that I have, which, you know what? I think it's okay if you can admit it, but, and I like, and my biggest love language to me is a uh, verbal, um, appreciation or love or compliments or whatever. I just love, that's really, it speaks to me. I mean, with no pun intended. So I would like to have a wedding and have people give up, get up and give, you know, tell me and my significant other or whatever, how awesome we are, that they wish us the best. I just think that would mean a lot to me. So me personally, I get it though. If you would rather, um, especially I think if it's not your, if it's your second or third wedding, 
Uh, if you've already been married, I get that too. You might want to just say, we're not going to do a big thing. Let's just, but for me personally, I would like to have a wedding. Yes. So, um, <laughs> she also sent in this question too. This is a great question, Danielle. Uh, have you ever been to a wedding where someone objected? No. And I've been to very few weddings, I think like two or three, where they actually asked the question. Like the actual pastor asked the question. Uh, you know, speak now or forever hold your peace kind of thing. Um, and I've, that's happened. I've, I've had that. That's been asked at weddings that I've been in or at. And, uh, uh, but nobody's ever said anything. Damn, wouldn't that be funny? Oh, man, that's like a goal of mine now. I want to be at a wedding that somebody objects. That is good stuff. Um, <laughs> nice questions there. Oh, Fancy. Fancy wants to know. I love Fancy, by the way. Fancy Perrine. She, was, she went to school with me. Uh, she was a little bit older. But the sweetest girl, and I'm going to tell you right now, I've probably had... Um, I probably wanted to marry her a few times in my day, just so you know. But that's sorry, I didn't mean to make that weird. Sorry, fancy. Uh, <laughs> so, but she, it's oh, funny. She, um, she's so sweet though. She's the sweetest person. I mean, always was to me. Always. I mean, like you know. So what's let me? But she wants to know. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to look at the question here. What she says, what are your three takeaways from a wedding? That's a good question. So, because like she says, hers would be like, did the bride look hot? Yes. I, I, that's a takeaway for me also. Uh, was there booze? That's also, yes. I mean, now I think that's pretty normal for there to be alcohol at a wedding. Back in the day, I went to several weddings where there wasn't alcohol. I've even been to weddings where there wasn't reception, really. It was like, hey, cut the cake, we're out of here uh, kind of deal. And her final question is, was the wedding cake good? Mm, that's not a big thing for me. I like to look at the wedding cake. I'll tell you this much. Jeremy Inlow, my boy, he, was I in his wedding? No. Different story. Um, what he though, His wedding cake for the grooms, like the groom's cake, I guess you do, Man, it was so cool. It was the St. Louis Cardinals logo, which y'all know I love the St. Louis Cardinals and Jeremy does too. So it was like a big chocolate cake. With the, I just remember looking at that going, damn. See, like that made an impression on me. Also, I think one thing I would have to have at my wedding is a nacho cheese fountain. Uh, you see the chocolate fountains where you dip the strawberry in chocolate? I want a nacho cheese fountain. That would be great. Um, so yeah, thank you, Fancy. I like that. And yes, I do. It's important to me to really take a good look, good hard look at the bride. Not like in a uh, subjective way or in a lustful way, but like, hey, and I've never really seen a bride that didn't look like her best. I mean, I really thought that they've all, they all look, and I don't want to sound too weird about that, but I mean, you know, they do. I, I like that, that they, they, they just spend a lot of time getting ready for that. And then some guy like me probably ruins it, but whatever. Um, Ty Parsons, my man is checking in out of Dallas, dude, this guy listens every, he, he is so, he'll text me on Thursdays and be like, Hey, getting ready for the podcast tomorrow. And you know what? I love that. 
Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you listening. Uh, even though you spell your name wrong. It's T-Y-E. You don't spell it T-Y. You got to have that E on there, boy. So, uh, best wedding you ever went to? I can't answer that. That's uh, What's the dirtiest thing you ever saw written on the window of the car of the bride or groom when they drove off? Mm. And why do more people not do uh, destination weddings? Uh, that's a good question, too. But I'm a fan of the non-destination wedding because I would like for my whole family and people that I know to be able to be there and not just a certain select, a few. However, flip side of the coin is I get it. I get it when you want to do a destination wedding. And that and, and the the aesthetic of it is really good. I will say that. But I want, um, I think for me personally, I don't think there's a wrong or a right answer to that question. But for me personally, uh, another good question is how many groomsmen or bridesmaids is too many? I'll tell you the answer to that. I think there's a, there's a really good answer to that. It's whenever either the bride or the groom have to start adding people to match up. Okay, did I say that right? I want to make sure I'm clear. If the bride says she wants, she's like, well, I have to have these seven girls are in, they have to be in. It's too many if the groom is like, well, then I've got to ask. I only need three. So let me just think of some people to ask. I think that's when the number, you need to draw the line on, because if you're going to have people in your wedding that you really, you know, I don't know. I think, but, hmm. Yeah, I think that's my answer is that whenever one person has to start uh, thinking of people to add, that's it's too much right there. And I've been in wedding parties where they've been there's been 12 or 13 and I've been in as many as small as three or four. So I think they both work and they're both great. Um, so I like that. But I think if uh, either one of the people just has to start adding people because it has to match the other one's number. Um, so there you go. All right. Next question. Oh, I think it was Landry who who's yeah. <laughs> How many times have you ever been groomsman or best man? Okay, I've talked about that. It's 20 and I I didn't write down. I didn't there's some people I don't think that would No, that's not true. But I just didn't write down everybody's. Um Have you ever been asked to stand on the side, on the girl's side? Would you consider it? Wow. Whoa, that kind of blows my mind. Um, I'm different in a way that I have a lot of friends that are girls. And I think if one of those girls asked me to be like a, oh my God, what would you call it? You know what? I don't care. I'm, 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 uh, I'm confident enough to be a bridesmaid. Now I wouldn't wear a dress or anything. I'd just wear normal shit, like your normal groomsman stuff, but or whatever you needed to wear, but I'm confident enough because if that's my friend and my friend wants me to stand there and be a part of the party, damn right I would do it. I would do that. I'll have no problem with it whatsoever. None. I think that's the honorable thing to do. You know what? And I think if guys are too uh, country, no, no, that's not the right word, are to have too much pride to do that, then you know what? You need to check yourself a little bit. What's What's important? What's important, really? You know? That's how I feel. Okay. Um, look here. Best reception songs to keep the party going. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
Chris Brown is always good. Yeah, three times. That's a good one to keep the party going. It's a good dance beat. It gets the people going. You also need to play the hits. Also, I wanted to address this. Band versus DJ. Um, if it's... If it's a bigger wedding, DJ. Because the DJ can um, accommodate everybody, you know, and he can play the right. And, and these professional DJs, these wedding DJs, they know what they're doing. Uh, but for example, like Corey and Chelsea's wedding, which I talked about earlier, they had Jamie Berryhill's band play, and that was great. And I mean, but they had got, met with Jamie and like, hey, here's some songs we would like to have played. And they also played music uh, out of an iPod or whatever, or, or, or on iTunes for certain songs. But I think you can do that either way. Uh, what's the best song though? Mm. I think my wedding song though would be something to the tune. Of course, you know, the, the my bride would have to agree. But uh, oh, also that Chris Brown song that was the wedding song in The Office. I love that song, by the way. My nephew, uh, Zyler, got married this past summer, and they uh, exited the, with the sparklers and everything when he got into the car. That's what they left to, that song. So Forever, I think, is the name of the song. I like that one. And he wants me to tell the Tyler Lines wedding story. That's too much, too long, because... I'm already over an hour, but I did get invited to Tyler Allen's wedding and he played for the Cardinals at the time. And Tyler is a friend of mine. So it's just a coincidence. And when he, I'll just give you a short version, but so whenever he asked me for my address and I got this, you know, save the date in the mail, I immediately called him and I said, Tyler, I need to just respectfully decline. No, I said, are there going to be Cardinals players there? And he said, Yeah. And I went, I don't think I need to go to the wedding. I'll ruin it. I will completely ruin the wedding. And he's like, no, dude, you can come to the wedding. Yo, oh, dude, you're going you're gonna to be fine, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I said, okay, is Yadier Molina going to be at the wedding? Which is my favorite base, my favorite Cardinal of all time. Yadier Molina is. And, and he played for the Cardinals then. He still plays for them now. And he goes, uh, I can't remember how he worded it. He goes, I don't think any of the Spanish-speaking guys are going to be there, but he's invited, yeah. And I went, okay, <laughs> so maybe I can go. And ended up going, met a lot of Cardinal players. I behaved myself. One of the greatest nights of my life. Got pictures taken. I'm best friends with Michael Walker. I'm best friends with Colton Wong now, even though they don't really know it, but I am. Um, there you go. That's the quick version of that. There's a much longer and more entertaining story to that. Or version to that story, but uh, there you go. Um, Brandon Rowie, <laughs> this is great. Okay, I wasn't in this wedding, but first and foremost, Brandon Rowie and Neely Yates got married in Lubbock. And first and foremost, the most beautiful uh, flowers I've ever seen at any wedding, bar none. I thought they were fake. I thought, I, and they were, the, I mean, it was unreal, the, the flowers at that wedding. So, Brandon and Neely, congrats to you guys. Also, um, at that wedding, so taking consideration, this was like 2000 and, 
2004, 2005, somewhere in that era, sort of, you know. And so, like, cell phones, cameras, weren't. it wasn't a big deal then. I think we had cell phones, but you didn't just take pictures no, and, and much less take selfies. But Brandon and Neely had, on all the guest tables at the reception, they had placed disposable cameras, which I think most of you know what that is. For them, for you to take at their wedding, they wanted you to, like, take pictures, probably of them and of you guys, you know, and have fun pictures. So, and you just left them. There was a place you dropped them off, I think. Great idea. Great idea. You know, and then you developed all the pictures. And so they had, like, these, you know, really cool pictures from different people. And I thought it was a great idea. Except for when you had people like me get involved. Because I got, like, four or five of those cameras, and I just took selfies the whole with all four of those cameras and I just took a picture of me with different flowers with different people that I didn't know um like holding the camera up like selfie style like <laughs> so uh, I did that sorry Brandon and Neely I know that was not damn it I'm saving Chris and Jessica's wedding for last so stay tuned I'm gonna talk about their wedding here in just a minute uh, Casey K, not Casey K, Casey Smith. She, she also, she always sends the best questions cause they're like, they're like, a, there's a bunch of them. So I'm going to run through these. Um, what is the most memorable? What wedding was most memorable and why? Mm, my brothers, that was the most memorable just for different reasons that, you know, the whole shenanigans up whole, but. Uh, which wedding was the most fun, most interesting, most insane? Um, attended Chad Fox's wedding, and Brian Berryhold said the funniest thing. Brian Berryhold was very quiet, and we were sitting there together. And there's a Catholic wedding, and they had the little confession booths off to the side, and the bride and the groom, Chad and and, uh, and his wife, went and took did confession confession, like right before the wedding started, like where everybody could see them walk in there. And I believe it was Brian Berryhill. And he was real quiet in there. And Brian just goes, oh, hell, we're never leaving. He ain't ever coming out of there. <laughs> it was so damn funny. Uh, just kind of unexpected from Brian. And also genuinely funny comment at the time. Um, what is one thing you would want in your wedding that is unconventional? Nacho cheese fountain. Um... I would like the old school uh, video camera too, where people talk into it. Like I've been in a couple weddings like that where they got, they get a video camera with a microphone and somebody just walks around with a video camera. I guess you pay them and they just like, Hey, say something to the bride and groom. They hand the, I think that would be so cool to watch, to watch after it was all over. Um, have you ever turned on being your wedding and why? Yes, I have. It was Chad Reynolds and I still feel terrible about that. I was out of town. I was in New York for training for three weeks and I could not get away. And that was crappy. Um, do I have a signature dance move I pull off at weddings? I have a lot of dance moves. Uh, can shred it, but not a signature one, I don't think. Oh, Casey, I just see this word, but... um. Ever did the whole slutty wedding hookup moment? Hook up at a wedding, and that was it? I believe Mark asked that question earlier. (laughs) 
I'll let the silence speak for itself. Uh, she says, bridesmaids spend a ton on weddings. Do groomsmen? If so, other than beer, on what? LOL. Uh, the, you have to rent the tuxes. And to me, man, I've heard it a lot of different ways, whether the groom needs to pay for the tuxes. To me, man, it, it does it, whatever you want to do. But that's the most money spent, I think, for on a groom. I got some cool groomsmen gifts from people, though. Uh, that I still have, like a flask. I got a couple flasks that I were given in uh, weddings. And um, Matt Dishman gave us a cool, like, shaving kit. Like this, like, old-school razor. still use it every now and then. I, I don't know. I don't use it every time, but it's cool. So I still use that. Uh, but now, not, not near as much as bridesmaids. There's no way that guys spend that much money. Okay. Thank you, Casey. Um, did I get to everybody's questions? Let me see. Mark Youngblood, Fancy, Romero, Rowie, yes, Casey, yes. Um, oh, Chris and Jessica wanted to know, what's the best wedding song? <laughs> Chris told me that's so crazy. <laughs> Benz's, Bentley's, and something that they had played at theirs. And I don't even know. But they both like, um, like, what kind of rap music do you call that? Um, like hood rap music, like uh, booty, uh, dirty south, like stuff, um, like I can't get, but just for example, like that song was called Benz's, Bentley's, and something he said that they listened to at their wedding, and he didn't think anybody else has ever done that. He's probably right, uh. But at their wedding, I want to say this. I wasn't in the wedding, but I attended. And also, they got married in this castle. And if you know in Texas, on I-20, right outside of Eastland, you can see it on the south side of the road. Something you got to be looking, but it is a huge castle. And that's where they got married, which was great, awesome. And I got that, and we had the most fun because the reception was there, the wedding was there, and I mean legit castle. And I'm sitting there the whole time during the wedding, looking at this castle. It was pretty hot too. We were it was kind of the, it was outdoor at, at the the ceremony was, but I said uh, to myself, I was like, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, tour this, I'm gonna tour this freaking castle. I don't care because I saw earlier like when you did little drinks when you had before before it started, and they had, it had it roped off like velvet ropes where you couldn't go into the castle, uh, like up on the walls, like in the what do you call those like the towers. And bullshit, boy, I was going to make my way up there. So granted, let's say that we had the reception happened and we were spending the night in the castle. Like I think they invited several people, not just a bridal party, but like people, couples that were going to stay there or whoever. If you were going to party all night, basically you could have stayed overnight. It was huge. And I happened to share a room with Carrie Taylor, my boy, Carrie. (laughs) And I, I was already in bed. He was already asleep. And, uh, but he heard me get up and he goes, dude, what are you doing? And I go, I'm going to the bathroom, but I'm trying to be quiet. So I'm standing against the wall. And he goes, you are across the room. You're making so much noise. You're not even close to going to the bathroom. Like, what, what? You're, you're going like the wrong way. Like I was headed towards the other wall and I was like, Oh crap. Sorry. But once I found my way to the bathroom, I remembered, I remember, 
just taking a leak and going, crap, I didn't tour the castle. And I'm in my boxers, okay? So, screw it, man. Everybody was asleep. I went and toured that freaking castle in my underwear. I went to every tower. I looked out everywhere. And, um, yeah, I did that. So, and there's a rumor that there was a pair of underwear hanging on the fence or something on the gate on the way out. And I don't know if that's true or not. They are always like, hey, who did that? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not going to say if it was me or not because I don't know. I don't remember that happening, but hey, whatever. Um, I know that I toured that castle in my underwear. I had my underwear on when I was touring the castle. I know that. All right. Let me see. Did I get to everybody's questions? I think so. If not, I don't get to every, all of them. I'm already over an hour, well over an hour. I always look at the clock, it, it, but I really don't care how long I go. But I know sometimes people start to tune out or, you know, to get towards the end. Um, people like to make it through one sitting. I don't, you don't have to do that. But uh, like when Mark and I went for two hours. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was funny. Yeah, let's see. I was going to bring up, you know what, the David and Jenny Rogers thing I won't bring up. It's not that funny. It's just, it's really, now that I think about it. Um, all right. That's it. Wedding season, baby. You need uh, prank ideas? Contact me. You want to run them by me? Contact me. You need wedding speech help? Contact me. Um, you need to invite me to be in your wedding? Contact me. I was so ticked. I was supposed to go to a wedding. I like weddings, by the way. I was supposed to go to Julie's uh, uh, Julie's wedding. Her and Ali, they were getting married. Julie Davis. And so she was, I was invited to their wedding. And we had a, uh, we had a family thing come up at the very last second. And I couldn't make it. And I was bummed about that because that wedding looked cool. It looked really, really cool. Um, and I just know it was, was a bit of a great time. Was there, uh, she's great. And, um, She's like one of those people I would have I would have been a bridesmaid. I mean, if she wanted me to, you know, I got a lot of people like that, uh, a lot of friends like that. I digress. Okay, hey, I need your input. Uh, always email the show winlosertiepodcast at gmail Thank you, over a thousand downloads already. I appreciate that. LMK Productions, check out my boys. Having said that, with Landry Griffith, Pick Four Podcast with Mark Youngblood, Hate Pod over at Mark Youngblood. Um. Man, I'm going to have a guest next week. Let's, uh, hey, you know what? Knock on wood. I'm going to have a guest next week. So that way you don't just hear me yapping the whole time. But I appreciate it. I need an artist. Uh, if you have one, send me their contact info or have them contact me for my painting. And I believe, I think that's going to do it. Let me look at my list again. I just want to make sure if people are still with me here. Uh... Share the podcast, if you will. Please, guys. Like, I need, I would love to get this thing really going, ramped up and going. Um, like, tell people about it. I'm not necessarily asking you to share it, like, on your social medias. Well, that's great. But, like, Casey did last week. Casey, she shared it, said the greatest things, the nicest things, and that helps. And I think that helps people uh, tune in. You got to spread the word. It's the best advertising you can get. But if you don't do that, just... Tell people about it. It's like, hey, I'm listening to this really cool podcast. It's a dude I know. Or 
is this crazy guy I used to know or whatever. So, or he's an idiot. You need to listen to him. I don't care. I, I really don't care what the message is. Just, yeah, share the podcast. All right. Much love to everybody. Um, and as I ended all of my phone calls in the 90s, peace.